Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, it's Chris and Christina. Today we summarize with Nate Brewer the topic of the fivefold ministry of the church. We're going to talk about how all five work together. You use uh, in the in the book, Nate, you talk about synergy. It's that power of, of all five being used together to transform the body of Christ. And I, I just wanted to start by Christ is everything. He's provided this for us. And I love how you say uh, in the last chapter, he's our ultimate role model. He's the supreme apostle, the powerful prophet, the embodiment of the evangelist, the chief shepherd, and he teaches with unrivaled authority and ability. And Christ is always our example in everything, but we see him Mm -hmm. Perfectly possessing all five as our role model to for us to operate in our gifting. So we're going to jump right in. The last chapter of the book sort of wraps up, summarizes the beauty of all five working together. And like we talked before we started recording, we also want to talk about what it looks like, what the consequences are when it's in balance, when we're only seeing local bodies operating mainly in a shepherding role or yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's just jump right in and yeah. Yeah. So Nate, where, where, where do you want to take us to start with? Yeah, we, we ended the last podcast really diving into some of the details of all five and identifying what are some characteristics of each of those five and what does that look like in our world and our lives today? Um, and they are five types of people, but to build a bridge from the second podcast to the third one here, want to emphasize that this is far beyond a quote unquote personality profiling tool. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, of course, exciting to discover which one of the five you're primarily gifted in. Um, and we don't want to negate that. And that's uh, in some sense a, a prerequisite or a requirement, but it, it's far beyond just a personality profiling tool. This is a Jesus-centered, as you be in uh, this podcast with Christina, this is a Jesus-centered, holistic framework for church. Mm, yeah. So it's not just what's my personality profile kind of thing. This is bigger than just you. Uh, these gifts are given to serve one another in love and to work together, as we'll get into in a few minutes. But it's a Jesus-centered holistic framework for church and ministry mm-hmm. and even business. We don't have time to get into that, but there's a whole um, impact, M-P-A-C-T-Q, impact quotient. If you just Google that, uh, there's a fivefold ministry for the marketplace um, tool that explains how every healthy and strong business is actually operating in these five. They just use different language and they don't know Jesus has given it to them, but yeah. I digress. Um, <laughs> so this is not a, um, this far beyond a personality profiling tool. And it's not even, um, just like a model of doing church, like as if it were one option to choose from it's a, it's the biblical, and this is a bold statement I realize, mm-hmm. and I hope it does ruffle a few feathers because that will then you know stir our emotions um it's not just a model of doing church it's like one option to choose from it's the biblical blueprint that jesus gave us how the church should function to display his fullness well said we need to pursue all five well i think you lead in the book that what we've seen typically and like you said we're just gonna say it, it this may ruffle your feathers 
but may we be bold enough to say it should, because we're not operating in the desired function of the church. But generally in the Western church, we see a twofold expression where we have pastor, shepherd, teacher. We're not seeing the fivefold expression. So unpack what that looks like when it's synergized, when it's all working together. What's the fruit of that? What's the impact of that? Maybe, maybe uh, let, let me read this. Yeah. Without these, these are some things that happen. Is that fair to say? Because you've written this mm-hmm. in your book. Let me give an example with a shepherd. Consider this. Uh, shepherds who care for individuals on a heart and soul level. That's who shepherds are. Without them or the mutual care amongst the body, there will be a cold, impersonal atmosphere. People will not feel safe to open up and be vulnerable, thereby preventing inner healing from happening. I've experienced this before. You go to a church service, and this is not being critical. This is just, these are personal experiences. Mm -hmm. And you go to a nice service, good teaching, good preaching. The music was nice. It moved me. But um, a lack of human connection. And I'm sitting amongst a lot of people. It's possible that a lot of people experience that. And you walk out the door wanting to know more of God. But it maybe felt like a class and you're going, but what about these people around me? I think I'm supposed to connect with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can sometimes feel like a like an academic course or or just a show. And churches have typically tried to solve that by creating small groups, which uh, is, is not a bad solution. Um, they want to connect people uh, on a personal level uh, during the week. One, ch- one, one ch- issue with that is that if, if, li- if time is a limiting factor, people will always choose the Sunday service and they will not then have time for the gathering together in smaller community, like a small group, a life group, a cell group, churches use different names, but um, that's certainly um, the in- interpersonal and care and connection uh, can sometimes certainly be lacking where you have the sense that it really is a spiritual family, which is uh, an analogy that the church is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say it's safe to say that when we don't understand the fivefold ministry, then Sunday morning is top priority. We want to make an impact, which is not a bad thing. But then there's a lot of other stuff that gets lost when Sunday morning is the focus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. W- was there any other? Well, no, I was going to say, um, if I don't understand the gifts I've been given to be, uh, uh, to live out in this world with my faith, then I have Monday through Saturday. And what do I do with that? So I can hear a really good sermon and a really good message, but if I don't understand my gift, how do I function in the world the mm-hmm. way I'm supposed to? It's it's confusing, and I just try to figure it out on my own, or I just I, I'm okay with the status quo. Yeah. So maybe use that to give you a picture. Um, when once you understand your, your gift, you understand your role, interrelating with others, and that's what we want to focus on today in terms of synergy. Um, so picture a symphony. For example, a symphony orchestra, everybody has an instrument to play. And uh, Bo, to, quote, to quote Bo Crisetto in his book, he reminds us that God gives us gifts to play a beautiful symphony, not a solo. 
And so it is understanding what you are gifted with, but the end goal is to play music together with others that results in a beautiful symphony orchestra. And that's just a simple analogy from the world of music. You can also use sports. If you're more of a sports person, picture a basketball team, right? There's literally five players and they all have very different roles. The role of a point guard is very different than a power forward or a shooting guard, very different than a center. And nonetheless, they're all working together. There's a synergistic effect when everyone can play their role in an excellent way. Um, they want to win the game. And if they're all gifted in their areas and working, operating in their giftings, then they'll have a very high chance of winning. So sports analogy is a great way to understand how the fivefold ministry works together. I think most people, they are scratching their head going, I don't know what you mean. I go to church on Sunday. I like the people I sit by. Uh, I try to make it to a small group. We have a potluck. That's church. But what we're saying is that's not how Christ intended the church to be. So we are creating, at least in the Western culture, a consumer show up and consume and not be participants or co-laborers. And that's a huge, huge shift from how most of us experience Western church. So could you paint a picture? Maybe it's just in theory because nothing's perfect, but paint a picture of what church, Big C Church looks like when there is a five-fold ministry presence? Yeah, that's a, a great question. And really, that's that's the million-dollar question, is how yeah. does this look like in real life? So mm -hmm. let me start with um, a scriptural verse and give a theoretical uh, example or analogy, and, and then we can move into practical example. And if I lose uh, track of the question along the way, you might have to re-ask it. But what, what, it, what it made me think of is Ephesians 4, which is where this whole concept is mainly rooted, although it is traced actually throughout scripture. So we're not just talking about one passage, but this is where it is most explicit. So uh, as, as it's laid out in Ephesians 4, the aim is for the whole body to work together in synergy. And synergy, by the way, I would define as one plus one equals three. Or in other words, the, the sum of the whole working together is more than the individual uh, sum of the individual parts. So one plus one ends up equaling three or five or 10, right? So there's this collaboration, there's this interplay, there's this synergy that's working together. But in, in Ephesians 4.16, it says, when each part is working properly, it makes the whole body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So we need to have all five functions working together in order to have a healthy, strong, growing, and mature body. The metaphor of the church as a body is so powerful. Our physical body has 11 different systems in it. All right? So think about your body. You have cardiovascular system, skeletal system, nervous system, et cetera. And each one of them are performing different functions that are essential for health and growth. And each one is actually dependent on the others. So when one system goes down, um, your body becomes dysfunctional. So if I were to ask you, Chris, um, you got 11 systems, choose one that you don't want. Well, you made me, in talking about the physical body, you made me think of a, a, a memory that I have from years ago when I was in college and um, I was a pretty much a beanpole and I, I had, you know, plans to work out and, you know, become a Rocky, but that never happened. Those of you, it's an old movie, but you know he was a prize fighter and he was very well built because he worked out. And so 
I thought that's easy to do. It's not easy to do. But there was a guy that would come into this place uh, where I was working. He'd come on a regular basis. I worked for a paint company and he was, he had this massive chest, these big arms, but he came in wear shorts one day. And from the waist down, he looked like me. Really thin, no muscle. Yeah. And I thought it looked so bizarre. It looked like two different bodies when he had shorts on. So what he had done, yeah. he had spent all the time working on his chest and his his biceps yeah. and triceps, which gets the tension, right? But you think about that, uh, with if your back is not uh, uh, strengthened at the same time along the way, you, you actually could hit, uh, um, injure yourself easier mm-hmm. yeah. or easily. And then just the, yeah, the waist on down, it looked so bizarre. It did not fit. And there were, yeah, it was maybe done for image. Yeah. And in, in, in essence, his body was out of balance. It was out, out of, of whack, which yeah. long term will lead to some, some potential health issues, right? Uh, to quote Alan Hirsch, who unpacks this metaphor in his book, 5Q, um, he says, without the fivefold fully active and present in the life of the church, we not only diminish our understanding of the faith, but we introduce significant dysfunction into the system. Because they operate within a system, each individual apest function enriches, counterbalances, and corrects the particular bias of each of the others. In fact, each function actually needs the other to be itself. For instance, your body's cardiovascular system needs the nervous system to even exist. Mm-hmm. And the same is true for the body of Christ. There's a spiritual ambience and dynamic balance when all five apest systems are operating at peak. This is what Paul called no less than the fullness of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I love that quote because it really uh, summarizes things well, that we need these systems operating all together, interrelated, um, not just uh, an independent spheres or independent spot silos, but really converging and coming together. And that's where that beautiful uh, synergy takes place. Uh, yeah, I love that quote. Uh so go back to what are some markers um, of imbalance? What are how do we know it is or is not the fivefold gifts are being used or are not being used? Yeah, on my um, website, I have some interesting flip cards that say, you know, why are apostles even needed? Why are prophets needed? Why are evangelists needed? Why are teachers needed? Why are shepherds needed? So. Chris read that quote earlier too. What's happening? What what does it look like when um, shepherds are missing or the shepherding function is missing in the church? And so that's one way to kind of evaluate it. And five-fold ministry is a great measurement or scorecard for the church. You know, typically churches measure attendance. They measure giving. um, And they measure some other factors as well, maybe conversions. But... I would argue this is a better measurement of fruitfulness to the church because it's Jesus centered. You are measuring, you're indi- uh, you're calibrating Jesus's ministry as the head of the church to compare it to his body. So you're saying, does the body look like the head? Does the body match with the head? It's like the example mm-hmm. you gave Chris earlier of the guy is like working out. He looked like he was two different people. Mm-hmm. So we want our body to look like it belongs to Jesus, not some weird body that's out of shape or out of whack. Mm-hmm. And so we can index, maybe the best word, 
and compare and evaluate and assess our One churches your- based on some of those factors with the shepherding quote you read. Are, are we caring, creating community, um, and are people um, uh, receiving uh, inner healing and wholeness? Um, teaching, just real simple here without getting into so much detail. Are people individually rooted in the word of God? Do they know the word of God? Are we teaching as a church the word of God? Um, evangelistic would be, you know, is do, do people know the gospel? Do they know the gospel? And are they able to share the gospel? And prophetic is, you know, do we have clarity, direction, guidance, strengthening, encouraging, comfort, uh, a culture of repentance, a culture of listening prayer a culture of standing up for against the injustices of the world and lastly uh, apostolic would be do, do people know that they are sent where they are to their workplace um, are we a church planting church are we starting new things beyond ourselves are we outward focused are we networked with other churches in our city um, those would be a couple questions to evaluate whether we are operating in those five different areas. What were you saying, One of the things I appreciate about this is that it gives honor and value to every person in the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, a title does not um, uh, make you more important. Uh, in fact, if, uh, if, if you're on staff at a church, you may be overworked and tired mm-hmm. and weary. And actually, this mm-hmm. actually helps alleviate some of that because people yeah. actually are are doing the work because it fits them. And then one of your quotes, you say, um, yeah, the, the enemy wants to um, make our churches, the, the body limp, lethargic, disconnected, and then as a result, mm-hmm. ineffective. However, we mm-hmm. can counter this spiritual warfare, and that's what it is, by honoring and appreciating the differences of others. And in mm-hmm. humility, mm-hmm. always counting others more significant than ourselves. And that's in Philippians 2, 3, there in the New Testament. And then you go, humility is the on-ramp for unity. Mm. And so mm. actually, you know, it feels good as a man to be given a title. It feels good to be given recognition and uh, to go, man, you did, a, if you spoke, man, you did a great job at speaking. That mm. feels good, but that can't be the the motivation here. That can't be my purpose. Um, I, if I make it about me, then I'm missing the, the huge piece of humility. So anyway, that I could look at other people sitting around me, uh, either in a, a church service, a small group, one on one, and I could I could see such value in that person because mm-hmm. of the gifts God has given them. And they may be timid about it at first. They may be insecure. They may be just they may be unaware that they have these. And what a privilege mm-hmm. I could have to share some of this and help them to understand what they've been given. And then mm-hmm. to build up their true confidence, not arrogance, but true confidence, that's part of what we're called to do with mentoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's well said. It really helps us understand people better and appreciate the differences of others because these five are very diverse. And uh, <clears throat> they ta- it's yeah a diversity of giftings that Christ has given. And they have diverse perspectives and diverse impacts. So they are really quite diverse. And I had to think when you were talking uh, about marriage as well, because if we can understand our spouses, how they are wired, what gifts they've been given, we understand, ah, 
my spouse isn't really being critical. She's just seeing things from a different perspective. And it makes sense why she thinks or why he thinks the way they think, um, why they why they tick the way they tick. Um, it really gives an understanding and therefore an appreciation for how they've been wired. And you're able to work better together, uh, collaborate better as a married couple or as a family or on a church. Um, I'm thinking of the listener who's listening going, oh my goodness, this makes me go. <laughs> so let's say that somebody has gone, okay, I, I understand my gifting. How, because it's really, we're asking people to shift their thinking from normal culture where typically most churches are staff led um, to what we're saying is really the model is that every person is activated and operating and using mm -hmm. their gifts. So what do you say to the listener who's going, wow, okay, I now understand my gifts. How do I begin to operate in them in my church? What questions do they ask? Who do they go to in their church to say, hey, do we operate in the five? Like what, what would be a good next step? Those are great questions. And We'll have to give some general principles because, of course, churches, uh, the amount of variety of churches and denominations and structures right. <laughs> are like, you know, as yeah. many grains of sand on the seashore kind of thing. But um, so I can't give you a specific um, recipe for your church um, without talking one on one with you as a listener. But, um, yeah, it, it is the the desire is that. Every believer is activated, and we see that from Ephesians 4, 7. Each one of us has given one of these in chapter 1, verse 1 of Ephesians. The context of the, of the letter is not written to leadership. It's written to the body of Christ. And so while people in leadership may have these gifts as well, the goal is not just to establish a leadership structure with these. Um, hopefully your leaders are the ones that are mature and um, healthy operating in these gifts. But we want everyone to be able to discover their fivefold giftings and and operate in it so the theological term would be the priesthood of all believers that we're all um, called to be priests and to one another minister to one another that being said i think your actual question was then like kind of what's the next step how do we discover them or could you maybe spec uh, specify your question uh once again and i can do it try to do a better job of answering it yeah uh so if i I'm listening and I go, okay, so I realize maybe I've got the gift of evangelism. What would be my next step in my local church? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. It depends on the uh, on your church once again, but uh, live out your gifting. Yeah. Begin to live it out um, and seek out a mentor, someone who you recognize. Wow, uh, I recognize I'm gifted in this area, but seek out a mentor who's farther along. They may just be one step farther along, one year older or one step farther, uh, but seek out someone who can mentor you in this area to begin to uh, to continue to grow and mature in that area. Um, but then disciple and mentor and equip those that are uh, not as mature and not as farther along as you. So if you're an evangelist, uh, share the gospel, but don't just share the gospel. In Ephesians 4, it says you have been given this gift to equip others mm. to share the gospel. Mm -hmm. So gather, you know, two of your friends or three to five people, you know, well in the church and say, hey, I'd like to share what I'm learning about the gospel and how to share the gospel. And I'd like to equip you in that. 
is the goal, it says, is, is to equip others, not just keep it for ourselves, but to equip others. So um, it might be also having a conversation with your leadership and saying, hey, how can, how can I use this gift uh, to better serve the church? I can imagine every leadership would love to hear that question, would love to hear people in their congregation, their body, their church, approach them and say, how can I serve using my gift? Mm -hmm. uh, from a, someone who is leading a church here in Vienna, I rejoice when people approach me with that question mm -hmm. and uh, am, am overjoyed to be able to release them and um, give them permission to operate in a gifting. Yeah. And it could be if you're not able to use it in the utilize it in the church you're a part of, then don't let that stop you from utilizing it in your life the rest of the, the week. Yeah. Yeah. These definitely have um, impacts in because the gift goes it is part of who you are. It goes beyond the four walls, quote unquote. It goes beyond a Sunday service. It goes beyond uh, the church. And most of us would obviously agree that the church isn't just Sundays. The church is who we are, not where we go. Right. But you can have an impact with your gifting in your workplace and in your family and in your neighborhood. Um, if you're prophetically gifted, then share encouraging words everywhere you go, in your neighborhood, in your family, and in your workplace, and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Each gifting can uh, carry an impact and have an impact wherever they were, live, work, and play. Anything else? I think we could close uh, one of your statements in the last uh, chapter, the conclusion of your book says, you say this, I hope you have grown stronger in your faith and your understanding of the five gifts of Jesus and discovered where your strengths lie so you can equip others in that area and glorify Jesus. Pretty much to the point there. Yeah. And maybe uh, that to close with... Um... And just to give people, I guess, a simple uh, three-word strategy. I mentioned this also in that last chapter about synergy for the kingdom. Um, a simple three-word strategy, because a lot of people are asking, okay, how do we get started? Um, obviously, I would point to the exercises, because you can then discover and grow which ones you are gifted in. But to pursue and to see all five pumping through the body, like these different systems we talked about, I want to leave you with a simple three-word strategy as alliteration, people, pathways, and practices. Mm -hmm. So people is, okay, who do I see around me who is living out this gift? Who do I see around me who's relatively mature, relatively healthy? None of us are perfect, um, but who's already living this out? So who people are, identify the people around you who are living this out, okay? Mm -hmm. Specifically, if we're talking in the church context, then what are some pathways Second P, what are some pathways for growing in all five of these areas? What are some equipping tracks or growth tracks that we could do? You can use the five exercises in the Pulse of Christ. You can use other things. There's a lot of good tools out there. But what are pathways for growth? What are equipping tracks that we can help people grow and develop in these areas? Once you And th those people who you've identified can be leading out those pathway to, of equipping. And, and thirdly, the practices. Um, you want to in, 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 in create a culture, a fivefold culture, where it's naturally happening um, in your church or in your business. So you want to create practices. So asking those gifted in that area, what practice could we embody as a church? So maybe it's that we regularly listen to the Holy Spirit in prayer. 
and then obey what he says. So this just practice of listening in prayer would be one practice you could uh, cultivate as a church. So a specific practice in each one of the five to be able to then cultivate the, the synergy of the fivefold ministry. I love that. Uh, Nate, you have an offer. Tell the listeners what your offer is. They've made it through all three podcasts. Yes. And now <laughs> there's a special treat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, you certainly um, can um, order the training manual if you think these exercises would be helpful for you on, on the, my website, fivefoldtraining.com. Um, you can join an email list if you want to stay in touch for further learning, inspiration, and training. Uh, Chris, Christine will include that link in the podcast script. Um, and that's a way to, yeah, continue learning, continue growing. Um, but the specific, what I wanted to offer to the audience uh, for real life mentoring is uh, a free training. Um, and you can just send me an email if you're interested, Nathan at fivefoldtraining.com. Um, off the back end of this third podcast, um, just to celebrate, you made it through all three. Hopefully, <laughs> there are some gold nuggets in there for awareness and also for application. Um, and when you send me an email, then uh, we'll line up the time to uh, do that training together. So a free training for you, uh, for your audience, and for those of you, those of you who are listening. And and Austrian chocolate. That's where you live. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If I could, you know, digitally send that's where Zoom or whatever profile or I mean platform could improve on is the ability to, you know, digitally send some treat like a Austrian chocolate. That would be that would be next level. That would be innovation. Now that, that's a very apostolic idea of you, Chris. Yeah. See? Well, see, what Nate didn't say is the training is in Austria in a coffee shop. So you just, the training's free. You just got to get to Vienna. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Well, Nate, we're so oh, appreciative of the time of all three of the information that we are just, uh, we're, we're burdened, we're excited, we're, uh, we feel compelled to get the message out of the fivefold ministry. So we're so glad. And, and you've already said it, but I just want to say it again. All of Nate's information will be in the transcript. So please, please, please uh, pass this along to others who are interested. Start a small group. Do do all the suggestions. It's It will really be transformative for you. But like, we want to be just like the head of the of the church. We want the body to match the head. And that's why we've taken the time in these podcasts. So mm -hmm. dig deeper. Let this whet your appetite for more information. Yeah. You know, yeah. Thank you, Nate. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you, guys. This has been fun. Appreciate you guys. We want to thank you, as always, for listening. If today was helpful, if something that you listened to was helpful, we would really love it if you would go to Apple or Spotify, leave us a review, download, subscribe, and for all things related to podcast. If you'd like to give a financial contribution to help us continuing bringing this sort of broadcasting to you, just go to FahrenheitMentoring.org. 